Joe Biden is now responsible for every single one of the COVID-19 deaths, girls are being forced to share bathrooms with boys, and Biden voters are already regretting their decisions for their vote. I'll be getting into that and more on The William Hall Show. Joe Biden is already responsible for all of the deaths that have happened for COVID-19. Why is that, you might ask? It's because of the fact that the left has been putting this big campaign against Trump for the last year, or basically whenever COVID-19 started in late December. Ever since the virus started, Democrats all over the place have basically said that it is Trump who is responsible for all of the deaths that have occurred from that. So far, since January 20th, 30,000 people have died, or almost 30,000 people. So now we can, of course, do exactly what Democrats did, solely because they did it to Trump, and say that Joe Biden is responsible for all of those deaths. That's exactly how they've done this this entire time. They have made no mistake about it whatsoever. And even then, of course, Conservatives like myself, like yourself, have all said that that's incredibly stupid that you can blame one person for a virus. But of course, that's what we're going to do because they did it to us. It's kind of just basically putting flipping the responsibility effectively. So Joe Biden himself, if you recall, he did a CNN town hall and he said, and this was in September of last year, he said that all people would still be alive if Trump had done a better job. Now, what better job was that? Did Biden explain at the time? Well, he didn't have a better idea of the job. What, or the most he would basically say is if, if people just, if everybody wears a mask and socially distances, that all of a sudden nobody would have died. Now, there have been countries all over the world that have tried this and it doesn't work. I mean, I talked about it on the show a few episodes ago about the fact that Policy never works out perfectly. I mean, you you can, like, basically policy works like a school rule book, right? That rules are meant to be broken is, is oftentimes a phrase I'm sure you've heard before. Policies are meant to not be followed. Like, that's kind of the whole point of having a policy. They're like these rules, and when you tell people to adhere to them, inevitably not everybody will adhere to them. It's actually just impossible to do that. People actually have lives they want to live. Now Democrats are flipping on their positions, every single one of them, especially in the big cities. When you're looking at Chicago and the state of California and New York, all of those were gung-ho for the lockdowns. They wanted nothing more than to keep people locked down at all costs. It didn't matter what it was. And we saw the hypocrisy basically play out through that. But now you're seeing all of these Democrat governors basically flip their position. I mean, I mean, they couldn't even wait but a week till or after the uh, the inauguration, and all of them are flipping their entire positions on the lockdowns. So Andrew Cuomo is the first one to start this all off from New York, and he's saying we simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass. The cost is too high. We will have nothing left to open. We must reopen the economy, but we must do it smartly and safely. You know, what's really crazy about that statement is that it sounds exactly like something Trump has been saying for the past year, that we need to be opening safely. 
And yet now he's flipped his position that he had before, which was previously putting everybody under lockdowns. If you recall, Andrew Cuomo is the same person that put the elderly in nursing homes and basically killed off a ton of uh, elderly people because of the fact that they had all the COVID-19 patients in the same facilities. Of course, now you have Lori Lightfoot from Chicago saying that uh, she, she actually a while ago threatened to arrest any people that did not stay at home. And this was during for or for Thanksgiving. This was for Christmas. All of those holidays. She was the one pushing that stuff saying, if, if you're out of your home, you're going to jail. And now she's wanting bars and restaurants to reopen. And, and with her quote saying as quickly as possible. What What's the rush? I, I mean, this is clearly aimed at Trump not being in office. This is clearly the fact that they are they never cared about the virus. This was never about trying to so uh, uh, or actually care about the people in their states or their cities. This was purely about political optics because now they're flipping. And, and the reason why you know that it's it's this way is that look at the Republicans. At no point have Republicans flipped their position and said, we need to lock down. I mean, what if Ron DeSantis just, you know, just decided randomly, hey, Florida needs to lock down now. He wouldn't do that because he was approaching this based off of the facts, based off of looking at the deaths and saying, this isn't enough for us to put people out of work. And yet you're seeing Democrats now all of a sudden lighten up. They were using all of these lockdowns, as we knew, for political reasons. Gavin Newsom, California, he says in a letter to restaurant owners, this, the California Restaurant Association says sources tell them that the governor Newsom's office plan is going to be lifted. He's going to lift the stay-at-home orders in all regions of the state on Monday, which is today. And, and all of this is extremely quick. They're, they're just trying to throw all of these things back out that they put in place basically a week after the inauguration. This is because they don't care. And you're going to see more of this. You're only going to see more of this actually happen. It also says in here that, you know, Democrats basically, they don't need to push the narrative anymore. They don't need to try and actually pin all of this stuff on Trump anymore. All they care about is that Joe Biden is in office and therefore they can lighten up. They, they can go ahead and get rid of all the rules that they put in place in the first in, in the first instance of all of this. Remember that we were already on the second wave of lockdowns. Now, I don't know if Joe Biden is going to follow that. I mean, he very well may say more lockdowns need to take place. But I, I think they're all going to unify on this and basically get rid of them now so that it looks like Biden somehow is the rescuing factor in all of this, which is, of course, entirely untrue. There was the narrative that hospitals were going to be overrun. I mean, they were basically saying it was going to be like a war zone in these hospitals because of the order, uh, because of these orders, and that Trump was at fault for all of this. That the hospitals were going to be overwhelmed. Well, guess what? They never were. They they literally that literally never happened. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if the CDC starts changing the way that they look at their numbers. And no longer count COVID-19 deaths that had comorbidities attached to it. So if you recall, there was this big thing going on a few months ago about 6%. And it was saying that really only the uh, like 6% of people 
there are six percent of the deaths that occurred from COVID nineteen based off of the CDC statistics actually only had COVID nineteen as a primary reason or sole reason of the person's death. So basically. 94% of the deaths that are reported by the CDC, somebody had a major comorbidity or something else that effectively would have made that person die earlier anyways. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the CDC basically uses that 6% now when they refused to before just to say and make it look like, oh, Biden's numbers are so great. Look, the, the, the death rates are down, even though they're probably the same or worse. Because they're just trying to capitulate to the new administration. That's what this has all been about. So, in one of the bigger stories of the, of the, over the course of this weekend, Biden's looking at forcing girls and to basically share bathrooms with boys. Now, this is all part of the whole transsexual identity crisis issue going on in different schools right now. And most of this has been fairly ignored because of the fact that we actually had a president that wasn't concerned about what bathroom people are using, which is a good thing. It, that's, it's entirely irrelevant, and I'll get into that a little bit as well. So the, the basic title of this was Preventing and Combating Discrimination on the Basis of Gender Identity or Sexual Orientation. So the actual quote and statement from Biden is, By the authority vested in me as president, by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, it is hereby ordered as follows. Every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Now let's break that down for a second. So the first portion of that he's saying, treated, they're basically saying every person should be treated with respect and dignity. Once again, Looking at the way that we know how Democrats operate, they use this language to cover up what's happening. Because if anybody sees that statement out of context, they'll say, well, yeah, right? People should be treated with respect and dignity. What's wrong with that? That's kind of a common sense thing. Why not? But that's not what he means. What they're saying is they don't mean respect. They don't mean dignity. It means getting whatever it is that you want in and ignoring somebody else's ability to have to deal with you in their personal space. So the other thing he says is that people should be able to live without fear. Here's the thing. If you have any common sense, you know that fear is a part of life. Be being fearful is not something to necessarily shy away from. That's, that's kind of what it is. As Christians, we fear God. And obviously that's in a, in a sign of respect but we know that God is powerful, right? But when you look at the way that the Democrats are putting this is that they say, well, everybody should just be happy, happy, go lucky. They should never uh, be worried or afraid or have normal human feelings. And, uh, and of course, yes, they add no matter who they are, or whom they love. That's, that's where you kind of get the idea of what they're really trying to push through that statement. And then he says that children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they are denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Now, this is intentionally vague because we're not talking about children not being able to go to the bathroom at school. We're not talking about them being unable to use a locker room. And we're not talking about them being unable to play a sport. What we're talking about specifically and what they're talking about are girls that identify as boys 
and they want to be able to use the boys' restroom and the boys' locker room, and they also want the ability to play on a boys' sports team. That is very different than what this statement is actually laying it out as. The fact is is that no child has ever been denied any of these things. Ever. There's no situation where a school or a child is on a school area or at any facility and they're told you cannot use the bathroom. That's not what's happening. So this is a blatant lie to act like they're being denied a bathroom. This is like me kind of basically like uh, pretend there's some country club and it's like, it has all these rich elites and they all know each other and they're all big business people. That's like me being somebody that's not some massive business person walking up in there and saying, well, I have a right to be here. I shouldn't be denied access to this club. Well, the thing is that they're probably going to say and what common sense will tell you is that you're not a part of this group. You don't know these people. So you don't have access to it, but you're welcome to join any of these other clubs. And I'm going to say, you know what? You're right. I'm not a part of this. But what we're talking about here is biology. Something that's irrefutable, something that is unchangeable. It's not about a political or social class. This is a thing that you are given way before you're even born. It's already locked in your genetic code. There's no way to change that. And to see them trying to deny science is it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The other thing is that the Constitution doesn't give the president any power to basically tell people what they can and cannot do in regards to these types of issues. The, the, the president has no constitutional right to tell a child that they can or cannot play on a certain sports team. That's not what the president is there to do. What Biden is doing is setting a, he's trying to set a precedent so other people follow along. I think is, is kind of the bigger picture behind this. Biden can't basically make a law putting into place and saying, well, girls can play on boys football teams, it, whether they identify as this or the other or whatever. They also, he also can't put anything in, in place about locker rooms either. That's just not something that the president can deal with. And Biden has oftentimes done this. He did this with the mask thing where he was like, I'm going to put out a mask mandate. As if that is in some way, even in the president's power. Obviously, we should not compel young girls to disrobe in a locker room in front of a bunch of boys. Nor should we force them to sacrifice spots on their teams for boys either. Who have inherent actual physical advantages over girls. It, it wouldn't make sense to do that. Once again, you can't deny biology. So interestingly enough, the uh, Montana House Judiciary Committee actually passed a bill that would create the Save Women's Sports Act. And the act would basically bar any uh, biological boys from teams or in sports designated for women or girls. Now, now this is a good thing. And we've actually seen a few uh, female sports players actually come out in opposition to this new kind of trans movement. And basically say, look, I'm, I'm not going to play on a team or play against a team with effectively what is a man on it. Because what they're doing is ruining this sport. There's a massive divide between men and women when it comes to these things. And, and when you start mixing and matching this all in together and, and claiming that they're really women, it is ridiculous. Because you're only hurting 
the chances of women to be successful in the things that they do. And that's a that's a real shame. And I think that activities in, in, in this bill here is a good idea because it actually will help to push back against this stupid trans narrative that everybody should be able to play on whatever sports team they like, regardless of what it is. Look, the fact is, is that I'm not six foot seven. That that's a reality for like ninety nine point nine percent of us out there in the world. That means I'm not going to be some star NBA player. I don't live in fear about that. I'm not upset about that. It, I have my own set of skills. Everybody has their own set of skills. Just accept your set of skills and move on. Right? There's some things I'll never be able to do. But just when you see that there's this this idea of pushing and mixing and matching all this stuff, it, it starts to get pretty hazy about. What people have the right to do and don't have the right to do. It it, it just starts mixing up the wa- muddying up the waters, really, of what has been crystal clear for all mankind <laughs> in all history. There are inherent differences between men and women. I had it show out uh, very early on that said men are not women. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. It's obvious. Men have denser, stronger bones, tendons, ligaments. So the bill that is actually supposed to be basically fighting back against the trans rights and all these things that they're trying to push is quoting a recent study of female and male Olympic performance dating back all the way from 1983. And it found that athletes from both sexes improved over the time span. That, but the gender gap between male and female performances remained the same. In other words, although athletes are better than they were in 1983... That men and women both are, the, the gap there is still the same as it was, which would suggest that there's at no point in which women are going to catch up to men in that physical, natural physical type of idea. Now, do understand, we're not, I'm not saying that some super skinny, weak guy is stronger than the strongest woman that's out there. That's not what we're getting at. We're just talking about the people that are competing in these types of sports. And the left is, of course, going to deny that because they deny biology. They deny science. And the left will say that that study and all of this is entirely sexist because you cannot talk about the differences between men and women. You cannot treat men differently than women. You can't pretend as if there is a man and a woman. You know, I recently posted on Gab where there were some Democrats that were actually getting upset at the term bisexual. Because it implies that there's a man and a woman. That is where we're at now. It's, it, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. They're going to use this to change language, to change the way we look at this. And, and they know they have to start early. So they start with the children, unfortunately. They start at the school levels in elementary school, and, and they'll tell their classmates that this is perfectly normal, and, and the whole point is that they normalize it and make it just another part of life. What I am thankful for is that I don't, or I didn't at the time when I was a child, have to deal with this stuff. But I am fearful for the children I look to have in the future to have to grow up in an environment like this. I mean, more now more than ever, it is important to have private schools because this type of stuff getting pushed down throughout the entire school and other kids having to accept that. I can tell you right now, no child of mine 
is going to be dressing with the opposite sex in the same locker room just because the, fee- the school feels like it's the right thing to do because it won't hurt the child's, that other child's feelings. That's just not going to happen. And I know I'm not the only one out there that's saying that. So Biden can talk about this and put in executive orders all day, but it's not going to flip the actual positions of people that have common sense. They, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, it doesn't matter. Anybody with half a brain can look at this and say, something's not right about that. This isn't right. And they're not going to stand for it. And you're going to start seeing this happen more because, once again, as I mentioned, people are going to start seeing what Biden really is all about through these policies. And they're going to regret doing this. They're going to regret voting for him because they're going to start seeing this happen. And it's only a matter of time. He's already pushing all this forward. He's already putting this up for, for a vote. Just wait. Just wait and see where this goes. Just a quick reminder that you can support the show on Patreon and I also have a subscribe star as well. And there are also audio only versions on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts as well. We need to support independent content creators because that is a way that we're going to be able to fight against the mainstream media. Biden has made several extremely dumb decisions, basically reverting a lot of the good things that Trump did during the COVID-19 kind of outbreak. And one of those was where Trump issued an order that would effectively slash the prices of insulin and the EpiPen. So Biden is now entirely reversing that. So the HHS, which is the Health and Human Services, Thursday froze the former Trump administration's December drug policy that requires community health centers to pass on all their insulin and epinephrine discount savings to patients. So this was all done because we're at a kind of in an economic crisis, or many people are, and it can be a struggle for them to actually pay for a lot of these drugs like that. So the centers that don't pass on the savings wouldn't qualify for federal grants. That was a that was effectively how they pushed them to actually give these savings to you or anybody else that uses these. So Trump lowered the cost of these items to make them significantly cheaper. I mean, he was saying that they were just pennies a day uh, compared to what they were costing a lot of people. And then Biden is now reversing all of that. Why is he reversing it? It's because Trump made a good policy. This, this is what we're going to see for a lot of things. Because this one caught the ire of many different people out there that were like, wait, what is happening? Why in the world would you actually raise insulin prices? What, what would be the benefit for the incoming administration to do something like that? I mean, this across the board, regardless of whether you're Democrat or Republican, should have been a great decision from Trump. And it is. But Biden is doing this because he has no justification. What, what is the actual reason why Biden would actually try to raise the prices of insulin and other medications? I think it's because, number one, he's trying to change everything that Trump did. It doesn't matter whether the policy that Trump put in place was good or bad. It's all about... How do we just do the opposite of what he did? That's basically what this is going to be about. The other thing that I think is one of the reasons why he's actually putting in or taking these or making these changes to effectively make prices higher for medication is to actually push health care for all. Let's be honest. Trump was never going to and should never have put in anything in place that would be anything remotely resembling a health care to all or health care for all type of plan. 
And Biden is doing the exact opposite of this because what he's trying to do is make the actual normal prescription prices insane. Because you have to have people struggle, at least in Biden's view or the Democrats' view, in order to really push the healthcare for all ideas that you're trying to put out there. If Trump and others have basically reduced the price of healthcare and made it so much easier to afford and it's not that big of a burden on people, they're going to fail to see the benefit of a healthcare for all plan that would effectively make them wait in line forever and be unable to get treatments as quickly as they would normally be able to. So they have to make you struggle. They have to make you be unable to pay for your medication in order to actually push the plans that they're trying to push. And, and that's sad. That's really unfortunate for people because that's healthcare for all in general. Once people understand what it really is, is not what they want. But yet and still, you're going to see them push these types of policies. They basically just are kind of a screw you to anybody that actually needed these types of medications. And, and that's extremely harmful. They want to say that Trump didn't care about people. That's why, you know, he didn't push health care for all. That's why he didn't do it is because he just doesn't care about people not having health care. Yet you saw him just slashing prescription prices. The, he even put out the price transparency uh, deal, basically requiring that the hospitals be upfront with the cost because chances are when you know what the cost of things are, when the hospital has to tell you, they're typically not going to charge you as much. It's like walking into a dealership and basically saying that a car manufacturers don't have to, or the dealership doesn't have to tell you how much the car costs. They'll charge you whatever they want at that point. But them having to tell you, they'll know that, hey, that doesn't, that's too high for most people, and they'll automatically compete for a lower price. Trump knew that. He understood how pricing and business and negotiations work and actually used that to combat the high prices of medication. And then, of course, Biden is just trying to revert all of that because he, he actually really doesn't care at all. And the segue from this is that Biden voters... Some of them are catching on. Some of them are actually starting to realize and regret the vote that they cast for Biden. Which is really their own fault. But there's these uh, text message conversations that have been going up all over the place. Of, of just two different people just talking. And people that voted for Biden basically coming out and saying, What in the world did I just do? <laughs> so a conversation, what the best one here, is where this guy... Uh, Basically, first of all, said, Jeremy just called and yelled at me. He said, everyone in the job site is freaking out and thinking that they're going to lose their job. He's blaming me for voting for Biden. You know, I hated the way Trump acted. Is it true that Jeremy could lose his job? And then the person responds to them saying, first, I'm sorry, Jeremy is more than likely losing his job. Without the pipeline and fracking, Biden just destroyed the oil industry, which will domino into many other industries in America. And we will be paying foreign countries for oil again, so it's about to get really expensive. This is just flat-out common sense. I'm going to be honest with you, though. You voted for this. I didn't, and you voted for this. I didn't, and neither did Jeremy. But we will be suffering. I'm so sick of the Trump is mean, and the man, the man built a great economy. But your hurt feelings got in the way of you researching the truth. You let Don Lemon... And Anderson Cooper lie to you every night into some unicorn to, uh, utopia of complete garbage. And it, and it kind of goes on. 
But the point is that these people are finally starting to see, and, and this is just the beginning. I mean, this is a, what are we, a week? Not even a week after the inauguration. And people are already seeing some stupid decisions that are just straight up killing jobs. The first day that Biden was officially president, he basically killed 11,000 jobs. That's insane. And, and people are starting to realize that and now saying, wait a minute, what did I do? This is because they did nothing but pay attention to the mainstream media. And I, and I t- keep saying this to people. Yes, there was fraud in this election. But I think one of the biggest culprits is the mainstream media lying to people every day, 24-7. Um, saying that Trump did stuff that he never did. Misinterpreting what he was saying on purpose. And just slamming him day in and day out. And now, people that voted for Biden just thinking that, oh, it's the real return to normalcy we wanted. Just completely ignored his policies. And mostly because the news wasn't going to tell you what his crazy policies were. I mean, they'd cut off debates. They they would cut segments and, and other things that would allow for you to really hear Biden out. This is just the beginning of what's going to happen. Some people were ignoring what Trump said the entire time. These are the same people that ignored the debates. They ignored every Trump speech. They ignored everything Trump had said. And they would rather listen to CNN to tell them what to think. And then when they realize that they've been tricked, all of a sudden, oops, big oops. The fact is that most people are actually sheep. They just do what other people tell them to do. They, list, they believe everything they hear, and, then, and they don't think for themselves whatsoever. The fact is that we as people have to be free thinkers. But being a free thinker is not easy. It's definitely the narrow path, not the wide path, for sure. It's the road less traveled. Because of the fact that you have to go out of your way to actually do anything, to, to research topics about what's actually happening in our country. And it takes time, and it takes effort, and you actually have to really dig deep and look on specific websites and really look at the sources and look directly at videos instead of hearing it from a third-party source telling you or summarizing it for you. You really do. And that is tough to do. And it takes time. It takes me time. It takes all of us time. But if you're watching this... You're already doing something by not paying attention to the mainstream media anyways. But others need to be mindful of that. When you believe everything you see on the news, then you wind up getting tricked. And that's what's happened. How many Biden voters do you honestly think would have voted for him if they really knew what he stood for and what those policies meant? And how many people do you think, how many more people do you think would have voted for Trump if they actually knew the things that he's actually accomplished, which I went over on the show last week. All of this is because of the media. All of this is because of what's going on, but it's also the people's fault. All the people that voted for Biden that are regretting it now, it's their fault too, obviously. Because they were the ones that should have been looking up the information for themselves instead of waiting for someone else to tell them who to vote for, tell them who's good, and tell them who's bad, instead of letting them make that their own determination. You can't believe everything that you hear from these outlets, from social media, from anywhere, really. 
you have to go to smaller sources to the original places where these things were brought from because otherwise you're you're just susceptible to be tricked and duped into something that you never thought you would have seen coming and before you realize it just like it is for this these people now it's too late it's too late to do anything so either way i'll keep you updated on the events of this week it's actually been pretty slow over the last three days but i will see you back on thursday for the next show i thank you for watching and i'll see you then you just watched an episode from the william hall show please remember to like share and subscribe